I was watching Ellen's Game of Games <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> action is action. Action is action. <laughs> very interesting time to say the least as we welcome you into this 477th episode of unscripted with mike and chris we are here uh probably to some people's dissatisfaction when they hear episode 477 why did these two guys get together well we're we're working on our social distancing right now um we are not in a public place uh we have not been out of the country um, so we think that we're okay to do this and that is our right to do so until somebody of higher government tells us not to. And I think we're on our way to having the government step in, in North America, at least in Canada. Um, I think that, uh, from what I'm hearing and what I'm reading and Chris may certainly interject at any time, but from what I'm hearing is that Canada at least is closer than we think to the possibility of a full lockdown. And there are different and varying degrees and definitions of what lockdown means. But in my basic knowledge of what I'm hearing, lockdown will constitute you're able to go to the grocery store to get groceries and obviously to a medical facility if you are in need of medical help. That's about it. No job, no socializing, no going to the golf course, even though we can't do that here in, in Nirvana, of course. Um, and I think that we're getting closer to that. As I just stated, I think we're getting closer to that than I want to believe because that's like being on house arrest. And Chris has got a very unique and a very factual way of looking at this because he's dealing with this crap on a case by case basis at his job. And I can see where it would be getting to the point of being stifling. And Chris will have another, obviously, a better adjective of than the one I've just used. But Chris is wiped out from dealing with, with people that aren't informed or looking to get informed um, about what's going on. We're, we're, we're basically, a, what, a week or 10 days into this? We're learning something new about it every day, good, bad, or indifferent, about this COVID-19 thing, coronavirus. But... Um, I think we have to talk about it. We can take a lot of different spins on it. Um, you know, it's funny, in previous epidemics and, and uh, in times of uh, peril that we're in now, we always had the sports world to fall back on, to take our minds off of what's going on. But we don't even have the sports world right now. And I've got to be honest with you, I tape a lot of sporting events but watching them, knowing their results, um, in this day and age, I'm not getting the same juice. I mean, there are a lot of Packer games, a lot of Bucks games that I've taped, but I can't get the same juice watching these games when I know the outcome. And uh, you may ask, why do I keep them? Well, I only keep the wins. I never keep the losses. <laughs> As we welcome the executive producer of Unscripted into our little program 
for his unique take on what's going on in this worldwide pandemic. I would like to say one thing before I hand the microphone to Chris, and this has been bothering me since we decided to break the norm and get together for this episode and our weekly collection of shows here on Unscripted. Um, how do I put this delicately? I've never been very good at that. Um, but I will say this. As an example, there was a lady, a Filipino lady, that was out of country, came back from where she was, came back into country. This was middle of last week. She came back into Canada, and upon returning to Canada, made sure that she had gotten tested for the COVID-19 virus. And upon getting the the, uh, testing done and completed, she was told by the attending physician that you are to go home because you've been out of country. You are to go home and begin a 14-day period of self-isolation. How difficult is that to do? A physician tells you during this time that we're going through that is really weird and, and we don't know what the guidelines, there is no, there is no, uh, remember how they had a book for years called Book uh, of uh, Hockey for Dummies or Basketball for Dummies. They don't have a COVID-19 for dummies. They don't have a handbook to go by. But when a, when a physician tells you after giving and administering the COVID-19 test, The doctor tells you to go home and self-isolate for 14 days. A smart person that is thinking about the well-being of his neighbors and his family and just the general population should go home and put himself, him or herself, in isolation for 14 days. What does this silly bitch do? She goes to the grocery store. This is why we don't know how long this is going to last, folks, because some people are too stupid to know and listen to people that are smarter than they are. If a doctor tells me to do something, I'm going to do it because I'm going to say 99.9% of the time, unless we're talking about a golf swing, that doctor is smarter than I am. And when he tells me to do something, especially in a time like this, I am going to listen. This is why this virus is going to last longer when you've got idiots that don't listen and don't heed the advice of people that are a hell of a lot smarter than I am. Sir, the microphone is yours. Please get me out of this. <laughs> well, I know that you've been frustrated because it, we, you know, we're really trying hard up here, and we're in a fairly low-risk area Correct. in yeah. Alberta. And then you see people in high-risk areas in the States all going to the beach and having yeah. thousands of people all I didn't together. say that because I wanted you to say that no, because I know. you're the one that found it. Yeah, and so... That pisses me off, too. Yeah, and it's just really annoying to, to see that, that... Some people are trying so hard and then others are just uh, not trying at all. I mean, it's about respect for other people. And and uh, even if I'm not worried that even if I got it, it would actually hurt me that much, especially the strains that are around here, which are fairly few and far between, relatively speaking. The strains around here are supposed to be really mild as well anyway, for the most part, unless you're older and have underlying conditions. So I'm not concerned about myself, but, you know, for example, my father-in-law has a job driving a shuttle at the airport and he's older yeah. with conditions and so they have they they wanted to lay off everyone but him because they love him and he can do as much work as the rest of them uh but then he said no you know it's risky for me and i have to take this time i have off. a question i just don't mean to interrupt yeah. but i have heard and i wonder if you've heard this too 
that the most dangerous places to be through this pandemic is actually airports. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. because it, most of it is com- is coming in from right. people directly flying in from other places. And so, you know, I know there's some in the community now, but the biggest thing is is certainly that. And so, uh, you know, I think pe- most people that I encounter, and certainly my place of work, we're down to a skeleton crew at work. I think we're under 20% now. And uh, I'm going to be going home. I, I normally wouldn't go home just because of how Martina already has the office here. I'd have to make something in the basement of the locked door. Like, I don't know, it'd be really tough for us to have two proper offices here that would both qualify for our jobs. But for a temporary time period, as long as, you know, there's no fire concerns, like I can get out, it's not an illegal basement suite or something, uh, I can kind of use my computer upstairs. And so I will be able to come home by the end of next week, it sounds like, and work temporarily from home. But honestly, Martina and I don't go out that much. I mean, we might go to a restaurant two, three, four times a month. We go to the gym, obviously yeah. grocery shopping. That's it. I mean, so, I mean, it doesn't really hurt us that much. Weekends like this, like after you and I are done, we're st- she and I are staying in for the rest of today and all of tomorrow. We are not leaving Well, the and that's anyway. what I've been doing, except we're going to the grocery store. Um, yesterday, two days ago, I had to take a walk. I did that. Well, walks are fine. So Dr. Dina Hinshaw, who's done a great job for Alberta updating everyone yeah. every day, she's she's doing a great job. She has said she encourages people to be outside. She doesn't want people locked in the house specifically. She said, no, it's great to go outside and get fresh air. And she said, literally, if, if you are just walking around and you leave six feet or two meters between you and everyone else, she said there is no risk. Right. As long as you keep that kind of distance, if you keep what she says, like two meters or six feet, you keep that between you, you're totally fine. Go on all the walks you want, go outside, play around, whatever you want to do. And and it's good to get out and about there. But yeah, I mean, overall, it's been, uh, it's been, it's been not too bad in Canada, Alberta. Like, I mean, I saw as of last night, we still hadn't had any new deaths the last couple of days. We've had... In Canada, which is a very, very, very large area. Oh, yeah. Very large area, the second largest country in the world for area. Uh, in the all of Canada, we've had 12 deaths, yeah. and two-thirds of them, eight of them, are in BC, basically in Vancouver there. So that's two-thirds of them. So if you take out Vancouver, there's only been four deaths in all of Canada. Well, I did Canada. hear that there were 83 registered cases in the city of Calgary now. Yeah, and so almost all of Alberta is Calgary. Uh, Edmonton had about 29 last I looked. And then every region, like if you divide Calgary into five different regions, every region has at least one. But uh, the three that don't involve uh, Calgary or Red Deer, I think they have, you know, like two or three type thing. So it's it's okay. We've only, Alberta's had uh, one death so far. It happened the other day, yesterday, I think, or the day before. So, you know, it could be a lot worse. Over half of the global cases uh, allegedly have recovered already, which is great. So it's not like this disease that you don't get better from or something. Um, You know, South Korea's basketball league has games scheduled for about a week from now again. They've already cut and got past it there. The Americans that are playing in that league have already gone back over. Yeah, that's that's good. And then China has, uh, you know, they're getting days with, you know, they haven't had a new death uh, lately. Um, or at least not a new case, whichever one it is. I'm getting so many stats mixed up now because there's so many of them. But uh, it's getting better in a lot of the parts of the world. Italy's still really struggling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, it seems like just a lot of people who just are used to always being outside or something like that, or just like out and about and being social. I think it's a very social place. And 
Um, so I don't know. I heard that the reason Italy was so bad is because they had so many factory workers from Wuhan is what they had there. Oh, really? That's that's where I heard it started. Wuhan. Anyway. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's uh, it, but yeah, you're right. It is. It is pretty fatiguing at my job when I see that, uh, you know, like 70, 80 percent of the calls coming in are people saying, hey, I lost my job or, uh, you know, or my husband lost a job or whatever. So. I'll let you know, because you had asked when we were off air, I'll let you know what's going on. And this is not just NMAX, but this is what's going on with utility bills coming up here. And so what we're doing is, uh, and part of this is government, part of this is us ourselves. First of all, NMAX, who I work for, said, we will not disconnect anybody anymore. This time of year, no one gets disconnected from the power anyway. The worst you can do is get your power limited, right? Uh, And then in the summer, you can get it totally cut off between like mid-April and mid-October, so you can get completely cut off. So we said, okay, no more limiting, no more re- no more disconnections. And on top of that, we're just going to reconnect everybody full power. doesn't matter if they owe us thousands of dollars, they totally have screwed us, and they just took off or whatever. They've never paid us a single bill. They're just, you know, just using the system. Uh, we're going to reconnect everybody full power, no matter what, even if it has nothing to do with the virus. And so we're doing all that. We should have that all done by the end of the week. So by the end of the week, every house in Calgary should have absolute full power, regardless of circumstance. So that's really cool. And on top of that now, the new thing is that you can defer your utility bills for 90 days. Oh, okay. So now, <laughs> uh, here's where education and knowing what words mean comes in handy. Because what we've seen is a lot of people, when they hear, you can defer your utility bills, <laughs> they don't know what the word defer means. Right. So they just it's make, two hours. Yeah. So they just make it mean whatever they think it means so that gets announced and then what do you think we get we get a bunch of phone calls where people saying so i heard i get free utility bills for the next three months no you don't that's not what the word defer means so but anyway you can all sec graduates yeah so you can defer for 90 days and then the idea uh from city council because i don't want to give nancy the credit but from city council the idea was in addition to being able to defer the bills for 90 days you can then take whatever you didn't pay in that 90 days and you can prorate that amount over the next six months later on your your new bills as well so you can you know that's kind of like a nine nine month way to kind of pay it off we always have a payment arrangements department that helps with this type of stuff this is just basically extra flexibility with that so i mean honestly a lot of this isn't really new to us we're used to this stuff this is just extraordinary times and we have to be extra understanding and and work with people uh, but yeah, it's uh, it, there. There is uh, there is help out there. I mean, companies are are trying to help out and and do their best. And you know, my company is great. You know, mm. I'm going to be able to go home and work from home. And Martine already works from home, so we we she and I are very 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 fortunate. I went through, you know, in the years actually even in, even after I'd met you. I mean, I went through for years there where I was changing jobs every year, and it was just, I went through a lot of work strife. Huh. And uh, I'm still going through work. Yeah, story. well, there you go. And you've been through a lot, too. And it was just so brutal. I mean, I was at the point where when I got this job two years ago, I was like, if I if this one doesn't work, I don't know, I'm just ready to give up on employers in Alberta. Uh, but fortunately, I got a good one. And it's been amazing. And we're really trying hard to help people. But yeah, it, it is, it is exhausting. For someone like me who just really cares about people and really throws myself into caring about them when I talk to them. Uh, it it is uh, it is it does kind of wear you out a little bit for sure. Well, you know it's funny. I've I haven't done much the last couple of years through no fault of my own. I can't you know sense the heart attack. But it's funny. I finally get something to do during the week, and now I'm back at home. Are you working still from home? Oh sure, 
Yeah, but okay. it's not the same. It's no, but same. you're so. But you're saying you're in a better spot than a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because oh, absolutely. Do you think it's going to affect you your your actual job in terms of uh, the existence of your job? Or is you're coming in to lay off people, or is it kind of a small company that? No, it's it. a smaller company, but um, you know we're we're playing by the seat of our pants every day. Mm. You know, just trying to figure out how we're going to do this and what we're going to do, and you know, um, you know. So again, it's all part of our new lives of how how to deal with, uh, thrive and survive under the coronavirus. So I will talk. I don't. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Chris is is right. Part of this for Chris and I is therapeutic. For me to get out of the house, but to stop talking about COVID, and uh, it's there. If you want to know more about it, read about it. Go on to the, go on to the World Wide Web. There's a lot of information about it right now. Go on to television. Go on to radio. Go on to anything, and there's information to be had about COVID nineteen. But there are some things from the wonderful and wacky world of sports that are happening. Obviously, as you know, there hasn't been a game in ten days. It seems like it's been ten years. For a guy like me that watches a lot of, I don't watch a lot of regular TV. I watch sporting events. I watch hockey. I watch the NBA. Um, I watch golf tournaments. I'm still incredulous to me. I know they had to do it because, again, and I don't know how many times I've had to say this on this program, but we are a copycat society. And once Adam Silver pulled the plug on the NBA, everybody had to play along. But I'm still a little incredulous why we don't have golf, why we don't have uh, some, like the NC2A basketball tournament. Obviously, I'm missing the hell out of that. But I don't know why we couldn't have those being played in front of empty houses. I, I, I don't know why, and I, I don't, I don't uh, you know, I don't need to hear the explanations. This is a, a pandemic, and you have to show it the proper respect couple other things that have happened since the last time Chris and I were together. I enjoyed our conversation last week on the phone, but we weren't together. The 2020 World Hockey Championships have been canceled due to COVID-19. This is, this is surprising to me. I found last week, and I made a big stink about it, that the Calgary Flames and the Winnipeg Jets were not going to be paying their part-time employees uh, with the loss of these games. Well, they they pulled their heads out of their collective backsides and made made the politically correct move in making sure that their employees were going to get compensated in some way, shape, or form. But this is kind of funny to see. The NBA hasn't committed to paying their players beyond their last check, which is April 1st. People don't know this, that, but people in professional sports, the NBA, the National Hockey League, Major League Baseball, the NFL, they get paid during the regular season. They don't get paid for playoffs and postseason. So the last paycheck for the NBA is scheduled to be April 15th. Right now, it's looking to be April the 1st in the NBA. Now, can LeBron James miss a few paychecks and, and he'll survive? Sure he will. No question. Good thing to see here, I think. PGA Commissioner Jay Monahan is foregoing his salary in response to the pandemic. Hmm. Hmm. Um, this is a good one. I wanted to do this. I want Chris's input on this. This is kind of fun. Let's give out some COVID-19 championships okay. to teams and organizations and events 
that have been canceled so far. And I, I've got to be realistic, folks. Chris made me aware last week of the guys in, what was the place in China you were talking about? Wuhan? Wuhan. Wuhan, China, were there obviously have gotten through the worst of this. And there were a bunch of people you were telling me last week that as a show of solidarity got together, dropped their masks, and they were down from like 50, at a, as a high, at the, at the high point, at the apex of this in Wuhan, China. They were at 15,000 new cases a day. Yeah. Last week, Chris told me they were down to 15. So obviously they've seen the worst of it. I think I originally thought it was going to be 30 to 40 days. Well, obviously I'm way off on that. I think this is going to be closer to three or four months. I don't realistically think we're going to see the NBA again this year. I realistically don't think we're going to see the NHL again this year, unfortunately. I really don't. Obviously, we're not going to see the finish, the conclusion of the NC2A basketball season for the men and the women. Um, I did hear this week that the Masters is looking at potentially being rescheduled for October after it reopens. I don't think you're going to see the PGA this year. I don't think you're going to see the U.S. Open, the golf tournament. I don't think you're going to see Wimbledon because Wimbledon happens in June. I don't think there's going to be time. The, the tennis tournament before Wimbledon, the big one, is the French Open. There's, if I don't think Wimbledon's going to happen in June, there's no way in hell that the French Open's going to happen in May. So from those one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight items, I'm going to, with your help, I'm going to crown some COVID champions. Ready for this? Yeah. National Basketball Association. Now, this was a tough one for me because I have ties to both of the teams that I think are going to be playing each other in the finals, but they're not going to get the opportunity to do so. So I'm giving the 2020 COVID NBA, COVID-19 NBA championship to the Milwaukee Bucks because it's been since 1971 and we want Giannis to stay in Milwaukee. What do you think? Yeah, well, you're wearing the Lakers hat. A bright, I know, because I like the yellow hat. Bright yellow hat right now. Uh, but yeah, it's tough to argue with that. That's uh, I'm not going to disagree with anything there. The National Hockey League, I had given the originally had given the Stanley Cup Championship this year, the COVID nineteen NHL Stanley Cup Championship, to the Las Vegas, or excuse me, the Vegas Golden Knights. But then I got remembered, I got pissed off because they fired Gerard Gallant and they they uh, replaced him with uh, the guy from San Jose. They're playing better, Yadi, when when play was suspended, but because of the decision to fire. My guy, Gerard Gallant, I'm going with the Tampa Bay Lightning to well, win the National Hockey League. Oh, I'm going with the Edmonton Oilers. I know it's, you know, I'm I'm totally biased, but you know what? You we, can be biased. We have the two, thank you, and we have the two best players in the world, and the team was looking good, and I just, uh, if, if everything, we've been, you know, pretty banged up, and once we come back and all the injuries are good, I mean, a lot of players and a lot of uh, teams can say that too, but I'm telling you, watch out for the Oilers. And by the way, I, I agree with you on most of those sports. But I guarantee, watch this. Okay. I guarantee the Stanley Cup will be awarded in 2020. I hope so. I really do. And I have a thing here. Bill Daly. I was going to talk about this later, but we'll talk about it now. Bill Daly, who's the Deputy Commissioner of the National Hockey League, says that, and I quote, the possibilities for the remainder of the 2019-20 season are almost endless, end quote. Bill Daly wants to play, and I get that. I just think, can you imagine, I've said this before, can you imagine being the scheduling coordinator at some of these arenas that have multiple tenants? Now, the Oilers have a real benefit there 
because the Oilers are the unquestioned number one tenant of the beautiful Rogers Palace up in Edmonton, and rightfully so. But if you're trying to reschedule for the Staples Center in Los Angeles, which the Lakers, Clippers, and Kings all call home, and the Lakers are one, the Kings are two, the Clippers are three, the Clippers might as well move back to San Diego if they're going to try to get some games rescheduled in the in the Staples Center because they are the number three tenant in there. It's going to be a scheduling nightmare to try to reschedule some of these. NC2A basketball tournament. Now, a lot of people that watch this stuff religiously would say a blue blood, a blue bread. It's always tough for me to say. A Kansas, a Duke. Screw that. This is my COVID-19 NCAA men's basketball champion, and I'm giving it to San Diego State this year. Why? Two reasons. San Diego State, when this, when their season was stopped because of this virus, they had 30 wins. They were 30-2. and two. Yes, they're a small school, and yes, yada, yada, but I know their coach, Brian Dutcher, and I also know they retired Kawhi Leonard's number 15 this year when he played for the Aztecs of San Diego State. So for those reasons, and it's my choice, screw the Dukes, screw the Kansases of the world. North Carolina's not even making the tournament, or they wouldn't have made the tournament. ESPN ran a, a, a simulation as to who would win based on their seedings. They made Wisconsin the national champion. Wow. There's no way Wisconsin was going to win, but I'm picking San Diego State. The Masters... Whether it gets replayed or not, I'm giving it to Rory McIlroy to complete his career Grand Slam. That's the only one he needs. He's, that's the only major title he needs left to complete his Grand Slam championship resume. PGA, I'm giving it to Justin Thomas. Why? Because I like Justin Thomas. U.S. Open Golf, he hasn't been healthy yet this year, but by the time June rolls around, I believe he would have been healthy. So I'm giving his third U.S. Open men's golf championship, I'm giving it to Brooks Kepka. When he's healthy, he's the best in the game. And notice I haven't mentioned Mr. Eldrick Woods. Tiger's not healthy. Tiger, I'm telling you right now, folks, if the Masters was going to be played the second week of April, which is only now, what, three weeks away, I don't think Tiger Woods would have made it to Augusta. I just don't think the knee and the back and everything else, I don't think he would have made it. Wimbledon, I don't know much about tennis. I don't watch tennis, but I know these two guys. So I'm giving Wimbledon to Roger Federer, and I'm giving the French to Rafael Nadal because Chris once told me that Nadal had a 94-2 and record on the clay, and so that makes him by default the winner of my COVID-19 French Open champion, Rafael Nadal. Oh, yeah. Well, Nadal on clay is like... 94 and 2. He's take it to the bank. I mean, he has to not be feeling well or something. He has to have COVID-19 to not win the French Open. Like, I mean, yeah, you can bet on Nadal anytime it's any clay court. And that's, of course, the only major that has clay. I would take Novak Djokovic in the... But, I mean, I'll be cheering for Federer. I like Federer. Uh, but I mean, honestly, I both couldn't guys spell Jokovic. That's why I went with Roger oh, yeah. Federer. Oh, it's easy. But uh, yeah, no, he's 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 really good. And he's a little younger than Federer, so he's uh, he's the odds-on favorite all the time for a non-clay surface. And uh, you had mentioned uh, in in April, uh, and I just I, I saw a great tweet from Adam Schefter yesterday, and I just wanted to uh, have so I had a quick trivia for you. I wanted to oh, see how, how close you're going to be me. here. Okay, so Adam Schefter says. The Senators and Kings face-off on March 11th was the last professional sports game we saw for the foreseeable future in the United States. Okay. The last time 
And I guess maybe I'll change this to a question for you. So the, the answer is going to be a year. You're going to come up with the year. What is the last year where there were no games in the Big Four played in the month of April? What year? 2001. Boy, you're not even close. You've got to go way back more than that. I have no idea. I, 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 have, I said 2001. I know it was September oh, 11th. Oh, that's, that's, that's a good guess. Okay, I, just, I, I have no idea. I said 2001, knowing that it happened in September of 2001, September 11th, 2001. I know that. Uh, but I have no idea. I, I guess my next guess would be during the World War II, and I'm going to say 1941. All right. The correct answer is 1883. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Like we all, I always think that the sports are a lot newer than that. I yeah. mean, I, I know that you know the that's around the time where the Cincinnati Reds were coming into being. 1886. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, but I mean, I wouldn't have guessed it was that long ago no. that since 1883, we've always had at least one of the big four going in April. Wow. Now, I'm even kind of wondering, did we have any of the big four? Did we have any professional leagues in 1883? Think about it. Baseball wasn't technically around till 86. Well, the way it's worded, the last time there were no games in the four major sports. Right. So right. not necessarily the big four leagues as we know them now, but the four major sports... That's yeah. what uh, that's, he said. That was per Elias Sports. Okay, well, I, I, obviously, but uh, you know, again, the NBA was 35 years old in 1980. I remember that because they used commemorative 35-year patches on the jerseys mm -hmm. that year. So 1980, subtract 35 from that, you're at 1945. So the NBA has been around since 1945. The NFL, depending on if you're a historian of the Green Bay Packers or the Chicago Bears, has been around somewhere between 100 and 102 years. Um, the National Hockey League, how long has the National Hockey League been around? Yeah, that, yeah officially... The National uh, Hockey League was not at Maple, at Maple Leaf Gardens in 1883. No, no, no. It was... Um... I forget the exact year. It's right around the turn of the century. Sure. And there were different forms, yeah. just not in their current form as, as we know of them today. So great stat by Adam Schefter. He's been busy, and we'll be talking a lot about the National Football League in episode 478. But just to put a really quick wrap on this COVID-19 episode of our little program, just a couple of things that are going on that I thought people should know about. Um Major League Baseball showing their true colors again. You know, I, I'm starting to believe that Rob Manfred walks around as a knuckle-dragon moron. I just, you know, I don't really want to get into bashing him because it's just so easy to do. I mean, it's almost too easy. I mean, it, it, the shit writes its own self. Walking around sounds like work. Yeah, for, for, him, for him, for sure. Major League Baseball is considering skipping June's amateur draft due to COVID-19. Now... <laughs> <laughs> we know, and Chris can verify, I am not technologically sound. I'm amazed this week that I have been on Skype. I have been on GoToMeeting. I have been on a bunch of different things because that's the way of the world now. You have to take meetings via the computer, and I haven't missed one this week. And you'd be proud. I'm shocked as all hell that I haven't missed a meeting this week, and uh, I must be getting better. But where the hell are the guys running Major League Baseball? I, I Well, don't answer that question. But what I'm saying is, 
doesn't Major League Baseball know about things like Skype and and teleconferencing and and all these different things that even little even me has found out about in the last week because of a need of necessity to do so. But doesn't Major League Baseball realize that you can have your draft, but you just have them call in, you know, have all the different 31 teams from their home bases. They all get on a big conference call or they get on Skype or they get on some kind of, you know, technological things where they can all get together, but they're not in the same room. How can you skip a draft? I mean, that's just preposterous. The National Football League is going through with their draft. They're just not anybody going to be in attendance in Vegas when they get together at the end of next month. They're just going to have team reps and that idiot Jane Goodell's husband, and that's what they're going to do. Well, that's what you, that's all you need to do. Why would you why would you think about skipping a draft? And first and foremost, folks, nobody gives a flying rat's ass about the baseball draft. Exactly. It's Thank 162 you. rounds of bullshit. Who cares? If anybody sits there and watches 162 rounds of the baseball draft, you've got to be seeing a doctor for another reason besides COVID-19. Um, this disappointed me as well. And this is disappointing to me because this is the best commissioner in all of professional sports right now. And I'm talking about the NBA's Adam Silver. Silver says this week that the league, quote unquote, could play exhibition games during the hiatus. I think that's the first big mistake sports best commissioner has made to date, potentially. Do not tease us with crappy games. Do not tease us with watered-down NFL preseason exhibition games. I don't want to see that. Bring the game back when the game can come back. Bring the game back in front of empty houses and cameras so we can watch it on TV, but don't put an exhibition game on display. That's a waste of time and money, in my opinion. The only way that makes sense, because it depends what he means by that. And I have to think, I'm going to give Adam Silver the benefit of the doubt. I think he's earned that from us. Until no question, he, no question. Uh, until he actually shows what he means by that. If his vision of that was, you take a handful of guys, you take like two teams, and you have, and, and they've all been tested and then self-quarantined for COVID, you know they're all fine, and then you put them in a really neat location where you'd never see them other, you put them on like, a blacktop court in like South Central LA or something with <laughs> with like the chain mesh on the back. And I like that. You know what I mean? I like that. Or you do it at like sunset or something, or you you do it on a beach or something. And in the back, when you're watching on TV, it looks cool. You see the ocean in the background or something. Like you you have it outside. You have it, you know, something like that. Like something really really cool. You have it on some rooftop court somewhere sure. or sure. something like you do something really unique. And in an and not just in a typical court in a in an arena, may if he's thinking of something like that, that would be really cool. But if, if he just means exhibition game, I mean, if you actually went to the trouble of getting the teams together properly and playing in the proper stadium, fans or not, at that point you might as well just play real games. Correct. That's, mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. So, so I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he has some cool idea like what we're picturing, like you know, play on. I don't. I, I saw this. YouTube video the other day. I guess there's this 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 new. I think it's pretty new. It's called Edge Skydeck. I think it's in New York City. It's this, you know, I don't know how many stories up, way really really high, 
and it's a big platform and it's totally surrounded by glass and you get these amazing views you're just at the edge of New York City wow and you're you get the ocean and the or the well yeah you get the ocean and the city and the bridges and everything and it just and the glass is just perfect like you don't look closely you're like doesn't it look like glass there some of it has the glass floor as well but some of it but all of it is surrounded by glass like imagine you put a basketball court up there or something like how amazing that would be if he has the idea of cool visuals Instead of having fans, you have some unbelievable vistas or something. Right. Okay. Uh, I have no idea if that's what he was thinking, but I would consider something like that if I was the commissioner. Who knows? Maybe he has something interesting planned. Well, uh, the NBA seemingly has been hit the hardest so far by the COVID-19. Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz, Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics, Kevin Durant, and three other members of the Brooklyn Nets. They won't mention the other three Nets, just Kevin Durant. Four L.A. Lakers. Wouldn't that be something if LeBron was one of the four Oof. Lakers? Oh, my. Um, one Denver Nugget. They won't name him. The Ottawa Senators. I know that Ottawa had the first case. Chris has just uh, acknowledged to me that there has been a second known Ottawa Senators player that was diagnosed this morning, I guess. It was just right as you were driving over. Okay, so it was this morning. And uh, the NFL has its first case with Sean Payton, the coach of the New Orleans Saints. So... Um, I just, I just need to make, uh, this is funny as hell. And this is because I'm bored out of my mind. Um, I was watching Ellen's game of games <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> action is action. Action is action. No question. But this is how stupid some Americans are in regard to geography. Okay. Oh. They're in the game. Oh no! Yeah, this is these are so bad. Oh, man. this is this is this is ridiculous. This is freaking ridiculous. This is sad, really. When when I come up with stuff like this, I'm from Canada. Um, this is really sad, though. The game was that they start at a spot, and if they each time they they give the wrong answer, they move it up until they get to the third wrong one, and then they get launched out of the studio. Yeah. I don't know the name of the game, but it doesn't matter. The reason I'm bringing it up was that the question was. Name a state in the continental United States. So we're, we're excluding right off the bat. We're excluding Hawaii and Alaska. Okay. So 48 contiguous United States in the continental United States. Name a state that has um, no connection to an ocean. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. That has no connection to an ocean. So right off the bat, Montana. Idaho, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Minnesota, Oklahoma, Oklahoma yada, yada, yada. Iowa. Second lady in. Oh, no. Second lady. Yeah. Virginia. Oof. Virginia, folks, lies right on the Atlantic seaboard. It is along, is one of the 13 original colonies that's along the eastern seaboard. Yeah. And uh, Newport News, Virginia, it's in the freaking ocean. West Virginia does not have connectivity to an ocean, but Virginia does. And this silly lady says, Virginia. Can I, can I tell you my... And then, well, the, oh, then sorry, she got sorry. mad at Ellen because she was like, "That's Virginia has no connectivity. Well, she didn't use connectivity. That's my word. She, the, Virginia has no connection to the Atlantic Ocean. And Ellen just was sitting there going... I, I, I'm sitting here, you know, that, 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 the, the guy, that her running partner, that black guy... I don't know. Uh, I don't. I, I, it's one of the first times I've ever seen this show, but he's he's 
you know, that's Ellen's little whipping boy that always does, you know, she does this and he comes a running and she must, she was looking at him going, we got to fire some people over this. Why are we letting dumb people like this on my show? I mean, Virginia, pick Nebraska, pick Kansas, pick Iowa, pick Illinois. I was worried that they are I was worried they were going to say California or just make it like the worst possible. Well, answer. Virginia ain't much better, let me tell you. I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, but, but anyway, let me tell you yeah, my two please. favorites. And I, I may have mentioned these before, but a long time ago on the show. But the two worst ones I've ever seen were, I think the first one was jaywalking when Jay Leno would walk around. Sure. And he asked the question, what two countries border the United States? <laughs> now... I understand Americans don't know the geography of, their, of other countries. They don't but, know their own geography. But this one kind of, you know, this one, even if you don't know, you, even if you can't name a single province, right. I would like you to be able to name the two countries that border the U.S. if you're an American. Right. I, know I can you, do it. I know you can. I, you. I trust. I'm just going to trust that you can Thank do you. it. I can do it. But anyway, so Jalen was walking along. <laughs> Imagine an American getting both answers wrong. Oh, God. I bet you didn't think that he could get both wrong. No. Uh, and one of the ones he said wasn't even a country. Oh, God. So his this guy's answer, and I don't remember what he looked like or anything, but the guy's answer, what two countries border the United States? <clears throat> Drum roll, please. Australia and Hawaii. <laughs> Where do you even start? He's just saying words. Australia and Hawaii are the two countries that border the United States. Where do you start with that? You have to euthanize the guy. There's no other There's no other course of action that makes any sense. You're going to be thinking about that for a long oh, time, like trying to work through well, what, what this, abuse got that still, guy to that this, point. That's, that's, that may be the new leader in the clubhouse, but I'll never forget there was a contestant on some show years ago, and they asked which state is closest to the state of Illinois, and the lady says, Canada. Oh no! Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, oh, sorry. The other one I saw, <laughs> and this this wasn't one person. This was just state of Canada. <laughs> this was this was Jimmy Kimmel tricking a lot of people. It wasn't so. I'll just explain what happened. They took a world map, a big world map, and they took it out on the street to show people. Sure. And none of the countries were labeled. Okay, so you got the whole world map. No countries labeled except for one. The only country that was labeled was Iran. However, hmm. the word Iran was written on the country that you and I might recognize as Australia. Okay. So you got this world map. <laughs> Nothing's labeled except Australia's labeled as Iran. And and they start and they just asked people because this is when, when tensions were really high, and they said, Okay, so looking at this map, if you had to attack Iran, how would you do it? And it, and these <laughs> and these people on the street are like, Oh, okay, and of course Australia is like you can attack from any side, you know, and they're just like, oh, I think I'd go from this side. And they're like trying to get into military strategy of how they'd attack Australia that they think is Iran. Like, oh, God. I mean, I know. It, it's oh. an argument against democracy, unfortunately. Like, it, it's just, it's brutal. You know, it's funny. One of the things that they did here that really affected my family over the course of what's going to, but they terminated the school year. Calgary Public Schools. Oh, yeah. They're now how done to September. That, how does that work? How do, how do they end or do you graduate? They, or? Well, they they she goes on to grade ten next year. Um, what about people in grade twelve? I don't know. I, I, I thankfully my oldest has gotten through grade twelve, but uh, I don't know the answer to that. I'm worried about grade nine, 
and my daughter is now off until September. Yeah, well, that that would cause its own challenges in terms of scholastically. Anyone not in grade twelve, they pass everyone anyway, so it sure. doesn't really matter. Sure, uh, but it, but, but they, people but they but you, but you probably had this. I didn't, but I mean, you did growing up. You had uh, academic testing at the end of grade six, the end of grade nine, the end of grade twelves. Um, well, we had to write finals in yeah, but I mean every grade, I think. right? I, I know that, but then at every third year, like they were supposed to have some tests. They always do that in Canada at the end of grade three, six, nine, and twelve, and this year's is canceled. I don't, I don't know. I, but I, I, I mean, it's just, it's just a total, you know what? And um, it's just, I don't know what I'm going to do with a 14 year old now home until September. And uh, well, I guess you don't have to mow the lawn as much. That's good. She doesn't do that. Are you kidding? Um, we've got a run on this 477th episode of Unscripted. I promise the rest of our Editions of our program this week, there will not be one mention of COVID-19. I've done what I needed to do. I thank the boss for allowing me to do it, and uh, we move on. I want to talk about a very busy first week of the National Football League's free agent frenzy, and I have a question to pose right now. Which player in the National Football League lost his job this week as a quarterback replaced by a legend and not one other team? has contacted this individual as of yet. We're going to talk about that individual. We've got a bunch of things to talk about. Plus, in one of our episodes this week, we're going to do a 10 things on our bucket list that we would like to see in Chris and my lifetime before it's over. Once we get through this, you know, pandemic thing, I've got some very, very interesting things on my list. And Judy looked at it and she goes, I think there's a theme here. Um, No question there's a theme here, my dear. Um, we've got a run on this 477th episode of Unscripted, as always. It's nice to be back. Um, hopefully they'll continue to let us continue to do this. For the executive producer of our little program, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen. Until next time.